GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or a seasoned pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18+, plus. new UK players only, minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply, begambleaware.org and please play responsibly. AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients and what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear-headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock for example. One scoop, once a day, before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel shut Fighting fucking cop podcast. I think this might be um, like a seminal moment for the podcast. Because I've reached a point where I just, I'm not sure I give a fuck anymore. I just, I'm so fucking bo- bored of the predict the predictability of Tottenham Hotspur, regardless of what happens. That I just don't give a fuck anymore. So I'm just going to ride it and just enjoy the good bits and um, be indifferent to the bad bits. Before we get into it, Alex and T, thank you very much for making time for me. You're welcome as ever. Anything for you. Yeah. Well, Al, you got something good to say about that? Well, felt like I had to because you messaged like twice. So. Uh, yeah, I keep messaging Alex. I think Alex is fantastic on the podcast and I sometimes message him and he's like, oh, I'm busy, I've got a fucking kid. My, my <laughs> godchild, my godchild. Ricky's godchild. But... Well, you can't just throw that around willy-nilly, can you? Um, boys, have you ever been in a situation where you've you've known that you've let your friends and family down? The way that the way that Conte let us down, and you know, let let his let himself down. Actually, Alex, I'm sure there's something in your locker where you've you've let your family down. And tell uh, us about it right now. I mean, not family, but um, but let yourself down. Well, it was, yeah, just part of the family. My dad mainly. 
Uh, so he he had recently become single. Uh, <laughs> Mum had left. Yeah. Uh, so we were in the family house together. Uh, I came home on a Saturday night late with a, uh, you know, after planning and an assignation with a lady <laughs> uh, who had joined me um, back to, to the house. We walked through the back kitchen door, which I I was I knew he was out because he started to learn La Rock dancing in a <laughs> way to meet women. So I knew he was out, Bristol. Uh, so I thought, right, well, I'll make the most of this. He won't be back till early hours. I walk into the kitchen and he's there with a lady practicing said La Rock dancing um, <laughs> in the kitchen. Yes. So, drunk. so anyway, I've walked in with this girl and, and uh, we've basically just started chatting, the four of us. Just, you know, luckily everyone's drunk enough so it's not awkward. <laughs> yeah, uh, when you woke up that morning, you thought that's how the night would end. Would you be like, no, I'm not, I'm not for that at all. <laughs> so I, uh, it, you know, the night draws on. I was like, right, okay, I'm going to, we're gonna we're gonna head up head up dad and he was like have a quick chat so he pulls <laughs> me to one side and he goes uh what um what's going on i was like well we're gonna go upstairs now and he was like i don't think that's a good idea i was like why and he was like well family home respect and all that <laughs> and i was like where's she gonna sleep like nodding to <laughs> and then he turned around and he was just like you make a fair point son yeah but <laughs> so that's his house you need to respect uh, well, his house a bit irrelevant. I was 18 years old. Yeah. Uh, so we both retired to bed. Uh, retired. And then came down, uh, stuffed. Uh, my, my night didn't go to plan, put it that way. There was, um, you know, the male body is, a, is an engineering process. And sometimes. Got a question about cramming, that, actually. Like, cramming all of that blood into one place is, it's not easy, as, as I'm sure we all know from time to time. Um, anyway. In the morning, everyone's the the ladies have left. Uh, me and Dad have sat around the little island in the kitchen about to have some breakfast. And he was like, "How'd you get on?" Uh, and I, I told him what had not happened, and he looked at me. He didn't even say anything. He just looked at me, yeah. and just kind of slowly shook his head. And we've never talked about it since. You're not a man. You're not my son. <laughs> yeah, we genuinely have never talked about it since. <laughs> well, when when I hope he listens to this, yeah, does he listen to this? Every Everyone? Yeah, he, I, I, he says he does, but I know for a fact that he doesn't. Otherwise, well, he'll, he'll definitely reply to that for sure. Uh, see. So, any anything to anything on the Conte scale that you might? Um, yeah, my my GCSE results. Um, so, in many many years gone by, you had to write your own name and address in an envelope, and they put the GCSE results in that. So, I'd completely forgotten I did this. So. My GCSEs royally fucked them up. Didn't pass a single one actually. Um, so did you try it? Yes, but I didn't grasp the concepts of studying until my final year of university. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, that, 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 I can relate to that completely. I didn't know what the fuck was going on until I got a bit older, and I was like, oh, <laughs> you, you you write, you read stuff, and you make notes, and you read your notes, then you improve those notes, you commit it to memory, you pass exams. Yeah, didn't realize it's so fucking I was at university. So anyway, <laughs> so my mum is excited. Comes up to my room, and says, "Oh, I've, I've got your GCSE results here," and I know what's coming. And I can see the look at her face. She's so excited. Oh. Just in one envelope, and it's just like D E. G, and there's a couple of U's in there. Another envelope with different examining bodies, about three or four envelopes. 
and none of them were from A to C. And the look on her face was just one of devastation. And um, yeah, seven years after that, I got my degree. So that just shows <laughs> yeah. seven, yeah. seven, you, seven years. Fuck you, man. Seven, year, seven years of struggle, seven years of retakes and NVQs and GNVQs. But um, you got there. Yeah, so I'm happy that I'm old enough. I don't have to put my GCSEs on my CV anymore. So I just kind of said, yeah, I took them. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Mine was, um, I'd nicked two, and my brother might be listening to this, and I'm not sure he knows. I nicked two porn mags from underneath his bed when I was about 13. Snuck them into my... Well, I, I, was, I had a satchel back then. <laughs> oh, what, a satchel of porn? No, no. No, it was a normal satchel for, for oh, school right. work okay. and stuff. But I just happened to... That was the only vessel I had to carry these... <laughs> so I thought satchel. it was like a designated satchel. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Not like a... I'm not fucking body. I don't have a designated satchel for, for <laughs> fucking grubby, grubbiness. And I remember get, having it, <laughs> nicking these porn mags off my brother and then slipping them into the back pocket of the satchel. And when I was on the train home from Eastcote, where he lived, every now and then I'd catch a little glimpse. I'd just open the, open the, the pocket and go, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> anyway, they, these, these porn mags sort of served me for many years. Well, not many years, maybe six months. It felt like years back then. Anyway, I hid them in, <clears throat> in my um, wardrobe and... My stepmom decided without even talking to me that she was going to clean my bedroom. And it probably needed cleaning. It was probably disgusting. Do you know what I mean? I was sort of 14, 15 at the time. And in what, what she did was take all of my clothes, which were at the bottom of my wardrobe, and just piled them into the middle of my room saying, you need to sort this out. But on top of it, she delicately placed both the porn mags and didn't mention it. And I had to go down for dinner about half an hour later going... They know, they know that I know, and no one's going to say anything. There was a sort of, there was a lot of sniggering around the table, but I just couldn't couldn't compute. My, my, my mum did guess, that. Men with, only, if you were asking. Yeah, my uh, my mum did that with a torn open condom wrapper that she placed um, on the top of my uh, my bed. Have I ever told just quickly before we move on from porn mags because it's just reminded me. Have I ever told you about the time when I was about seventeen working in a garage and I used to have to walk the boss's dog, uh, and I was walking through a field, um, and uh, <laughs> in the bush was a was a was a porn mag like like a little little sliver of a porn mag that had obviously where the bush had been cut by the farmer, uh, it <laughs> yeah. ripped it into like a million pieces. I spent about ten days. 10 consecutive days collecting all the bits I would find on various days to make up a page and then had a wank in the field. Like a sexy jigsaw. Yeah, threw the ball for the dog as far as I could. <laughs> you have that's, like, that's, that's, like, that's why you throw so well. Yeah, <laughs> I had a, I had a, I had a wank under a, under a really big oak tree. <laughs> I w I'd really love to know if there's anyone out there who's actually stashed a bunch of pornos in a bush in a corner of a park why who, who is the per who is that guy we used to do it as kids we used to go and make dens in the wood and we'd store like porn mags and stuff like but what are you lot were buying them i don't know where we got them from it's a village <laughs> so we just kind of pass them around they kind of just get shared up every 15 year old in that village must have had a look at that <laughs> it's like the american pie sex book isn't it we used to go, <laughs> go to, in the library we used to go to spain when i was a kid and uh, we, there was this track towards the the sort of town which had bars and pubs and the, the entertainment but that was it was a good sort of 45 minute walk from where we used to stay and it was in the searing heat like can you imagine like 95 degrees not the heat that we have now because of global warming and all that but we'd walk along this fucking dusty track through an orange grove 
onto this dusty track and you'd have to just be you should be marching along and imagine like look how power i am the sun would absolutely obliterate me but every now and then as you're walking you look to the right and you go hello what's that what's that massive hairy beaver poking out of the fucking bush <laughs> 50 plus yeah <laughs> what's that and you're like this work this walk was worth it after all anyway um <laughs> let's get <laughs> Spurs, eh? <laughs> Let's go to the Spurs. Uh, David Smiley says, my son is um, a year and a half and uh, do I dare watch Spurs around him or should I just shield him from ever from ever being destroyed by this club? There was a video that I retweeted on, on my personal Twitter, um, Flav underscore Bateman, if you want to follow. Just hit 30k, by the way. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and it was a, a video of a bloke trying to put on a Spurs shirt on his toddler and the toddler's screaming, going, no, no, no. And he's going, I had to do it, so you've got to do it. And he's going, no, no, I don't want it. And the kid's not doing it because he's he hates Spurs. He just doesn't want this fucking shirt on him. And the dad's forcing it on him. It's like, this happened to me, and it's happening to you. And that's where we find ourselves now, boys, because we're lucky to support Spurs. It's you know we, We're in a really odd situation with Tottenham at the moment. And, you know, ownership and fucking manager, and, and nothing feels like we're pulling in the right direction. But... But it will be fine, and we're lucky. But there is there is something in that, in that you could have supported any other club, but your dad made you do this. And I would say to David, yes, force him to become Spurs because that is the very lifeblood of a, of, of a relationship you form with a football club. So make him watch it. Make him wear the shirt. Spurs is real life, man, and real life will get you down, but then there'll be good times too, you know? Um, all all, all when, these things will pass. When, when are the good times coming? <laughs> man, I thought like it was less than a year ago when we were beating Arsenal. And Three weeks ago. Three, so weeks we ago. Three weeks ago was all right. We beat Chelsea, it was fine. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It feels, it, it, feels pretty, it feels pretty bad at the moment, man. Um, you know, what I'm trying to do more is when someone says something is better, I try not to centre myself and say, oh, well, in my day, I had it worse. I went through the 90s and I went through Sherwood and all that. I've got to try and think, well, you know what? Let's address what this person has said. And then there's something about last night in the ground. I wouldn't say it was massively toxic. Although, although there was a fight near me, which I'll probably talk about a bit later on. Let's talk about it now. I think I'm talking about it right now. <laughs> so, I haven't, I haven't um, heard this. <laughs> So I think someone's saying he's magic, you know, you know, Pochettino song. Inside the ground. And I've hmm? Inside the ground. So, yeah, yeah. Um, while the game's going on, about 70, 70th minute or so. That's not on, is it? No, That's not on. Well, somebody replied in the same way as you just did, but in a more aggressive way. Yeah. <laughs> I.e., yeah. shut the fuck up, you cunt. Yeah. There, there, is, there the, is time. There is a time and yeah. place for it, but it isn't during the game. Yeah. And then um, I believe afterwards... Shortly after, the bloke who started the song kind of said, um, sat the cunt now, blah, 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 sort of stuff. And then it kind of kicked off from there. He was two rows in front of me, and the guys next to me were, were arguing with him. Then eventually he came round, and um, I think there was a bit of a melee. Um, I, yeah. I, I respect the man. I, I lost Spurs and Spurs. I, <laughs> I respect the man for backing his corner, 100%. I mean, he, he, was about, he was about 70, but fair play to him. Wow, you know, he, I love he was that. calling it on. He's yeah. got an old man strength. <laughs> um yeah so yeah just make your spurs be spurs here he'll grow up stronger i gen i legitimately think that all of us are stronger human beings 
for following Tottenham Hotspur. I know that what we want is to be delivered all the glory that could possibly be given to any football fan. But we are better people. Alex, you're a better man. You're a better lover for the fact that you've um, followed Spurs because you understand what give and take is. You actually, you know, you understand what giving is and not receiving. And yeah, exactly. in, in, in the bedroom, that yeah, is unselfish. That's un- we, as a football fan base, are completely unselfish. Exactly. That's why I've got neon letters that I turn on. It's like a light that goes over my bed and neon lettering that just, in bright pink that just says foreplay on it. Now, <laughs> is that true? No, God. Oh, God. So, no. But the thing is, Alex, I yeah, can, like, I can definitely see like that. Like on air sign, like, are you ready now? Because I like, turn it on, and then it stays on for like eight minutes until it goes off, and then right, that's your lot now. <laughs> that's your right. lot. It's uh, like Goggins. It's like Goggins says, you got to 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 achieve achieve true freedom. You've got to have discipline. All right. Yeah. Spurs is discipline. Yeah. You've got to go to war with yourself. It's not always yeah. pretty. This for 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 all, all the Spurs fans that are listening to this, you might be on a tube somewhere, you might be in the bath, you might be having a tug, whatever it is. What we're going through right now as a Spurs fan is you're building resilience, and building resilience means you can cope with any kind of hardship going forward. So calluses uh, on your mind, mind calluses. Yes, indeed. Uh, nice house, nice rubbish. Bashi underscored nineteen eighty six says supporting Tottenham is like trying to knock one out with a pissed up floppy. You know the happiness is never going to come. <laughs> do you agree? But you still do it. You still do it. Still, like, still keep trying. I've been in so many, so many circumstances. At Four a.m. in hotel rooms, just looking at some fucking horrendous stuff on a laptop, and just flip, flipping around a little digit between my legs going this isn't happiness but here we are once again um before we get into the football (laughs) (laughs) the Tottenham Food Bank is operating once again uh opposite the Beavertown pub um they really need tin meat tin fruit male and female deodorant so please if you have the time before the uh the Nottingham Forest game between 12 and 2 p.m. Go and donate. If it isn't those things, just they'll be grateful whatever you whatever you um you you contribute, and it's an amazing thing. And you know, no matter how difficult it is being a Spurs fan right now, it's much more difficult for the people that have to use food banks. And if you can afford to go to Tottenham and pay for that ticket, then you can afford to donate. So God bless you if you do. Um, okay, so. See, everything about that performance was completely predictable, wasn't it? It was just it, obvious. It was it it was just a fucking just like exactly what we thought it was going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with Conte, there's not much flexibility. There's not much surprise from him, and it just felt like Milan knew what they had to do, and we just didn't really give him any real surprises. Um, in the first half, we're going to try and be compact and tight. Then in the second half, we're going to try and steamroll them, but. That just didn't come to pass and it was an insipid performance and you know the fact that you know our best player was someone who just really just worked hard it just says it all really Who's more that? like Who are you talking skip, about? skip skip yeah, yeah. it was an amazing performance and um but it was more through graft and just sheer determination more than there was a couple of times he, skill, got, you know? he got he got the ball and turned very quickly and found yeah, yeah. like direct ball into into space i think he's a better player than we think he is Absolutely, or we hope he will be. I mean, he's 
he was our best player and and maybe it just shows something to you that a player of that we consider probably to be limited compared to some of the other more talented players in the squad actually turned up in this game and not only this one but you know in the last five or six including the way the away game in Milan I was also going to say it's our fourth home clean sheet in a row so you know every cloud swings and roundabouts yeah um, what, what, Alex is it is it is it as bad as everyone's making out it does feel like doomsday in the fan base but why, why do you, can you pinpoint why that might be I think last night was last night and Sheffield United was just it was just so toothless. Like I had no doubts last night. I, I was, was convinced so we were going to win. Com- yeah, same. So confident because I was like, Do you know what? Under the lights, there is something about Spurs all in white. You know, and they asked for the fans to be up for it, and they were. First twenty minutes, I'm, look, I wasn't there. So you might tell me differently, but the first twenty minutes, it sounded brilliant. You know, sounded great. And I was just like, how can you not be? And Milan weren't offering anything, really. They were kind of sitting back. They're not that good. For us to do. And we just, and it was just nothing. And it, and it felt like in a performance that was just, it felt different to the end of days of, of, of Pochettino, for example, because that it looked like they were trying to do it, but just weren't very good at it anymore. Whereas this was like, it, it genuinely looked like they weren't even trying for huge amounts, which I'm sure is not the case. Right, I don't buy the whole fact of oh they're not trying, you know. I don't believe that players really down tools. I don't. I don't really t- buy that as a, as an excuse. I just feel like that's the way it looked um, for large parts of it. And Milan, and you know, as much as Jermaine Genesis is an absolute atrocity to listen to, oh, I was he, he, was right. he must be. Milan must have been sitting there thinking, "This is a breeze." So, this is genuine. See, you you wouldn't have heard this, but Jermaine Genius was. So like he was, like, I don't. I he was like well on us. Like he was, ex- he, he was saying what he saw, which I understand, but it felt like excessive. <laughs> I felt like there, there were. <laughs> we're done here, Jermaine. Come on. <laughs> yeah, like, like, mate, help us out a little bit. You're, you're experts. We paid your wages for a long time, and you, and by the way, you were pretty fucking average. The thing you were asking of our, our, our players on the pitch, you weren't capable of. But I was just, I was just like, I'm getting more and more angry with this geezer. Like, why, why are you doing this? Because there are other um, pundits or commentators who belong in inverted commas to other football clubs who are a little bit more reserved in their criticism of their team, and not that it means anything. But you bearing in mind there are fans of the club watching it, and not only are you feeling bad about what's happening, but you're also having fucking Jermaine Genius shit all over everything that Tottenham are doing. <laughs> The issue it, was, the, the issue was, a lot of the time when he does it, it's a bit like you can kind of, uh, and I'm like, oh, fucking hell, he's just, he's almost doing it for effect almost. But the problem of last, last, last night was that he was absolutely right. That, that's what made it 50 times worse last night. Usually he is just, a, I, I don't get, I don't get it. I do feel like it's almost like, it's like a manager who coaches his son, like he's harder on him, almost like, like that. Um, but last night he was right and it was really winding me up. Really winding me up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, but you don't have to be. You don't have to. Like, just fuck it, like, wind your neck in a little bit. I wouldn't mind if it was Harry Kane commentating on us and saying, yeah, no, you should have done this and this and this. I remember games where he was fucking absent. We needed him and he let us down. But now he doesn't, there's no, there's no, no one has to, he doesn't have to prove anything because he, he used to be a professional footballer and all he is to Tottenham is a professional footballer who used to score against Arsenal every now and then. And it, what I do just, you make of Danny Rose? I'd make a Danny Rose's comments. No, yeah, this is him talking about him saying like six six years ago when he said the players we bought weren't good enough. He got a two week fine. Um, I didn't like, I didn't like the cut of his jib last night. He's too cocky. He, he does he, again. He's he, the same issue is that he's got a, he's got a grind to act, uh, an axe to grind rather uh, with Spurs, and the reality is that when he left, he should have gone, and nothing that happened in his exit of Tottenham. Was was our fault? It was his fault. Um, I just uh, think it's easy, you know. And, and even the coverage afterwards, you know, they were going big on like on Romero and all the rest of it. And it's the the problem is, is we watch Spurs a lot more than most of these people, right? So then they could be right about ninety nine percent of it. As soon as they get a tiny thing wrong, like they were talking about, you know, Romero, how many red cards that he's, he's getting is happening all the time. And we know that he's had almost like something like 12, 13 games where he's been on a yellow card uh, and not got a red after that. That's happened twice. It was a mental yeah. challenge though, Alex. Did you appreciate it? I'd imagine... You I, 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 genu- I genuinely felt that I, I almost feel like he had to make that challenge. No, Because the second one... Well, hear me out. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. The, the second one, because uh, he was the last defender behind him. There, there wasn't anyone else behind him. So if he had gone through... Then, then he was. Then he was through. Right. So, I just when I was watching it, Alex, I just went, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it. I knew what it's happened. over. It's done. Yeah, okay, I, I, I do feel like he had to make that challenge, but could he have made it in a better way where he might have been able to get away with it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, his, foot, his foot wasn't like three three feet off the floor. <laughs> it wasn't actually that. Yeah, I know, it was he, just, I know he got the ball, but it was it, uh, as soon as he made it, I was all you heard was the that went and yeah. it made it, it was like and you're like, <laughs> oh fuck, he's done. <laughs> so yeah. That sounds like that sounds like stud to shin. <laughs> and but the way they were talking about him afterwards was like, oh, you know, I can't believe, you know, I'm sure he's been doing this since he was 15. If he hasn't learned now, he's never going to learn. Someone needs to take him to one side, you know. Otherwise, he's never going to progress into oh, anything. I was like, he's just won a fucking World Cup. He's yeah, done more than up. any of you. Fucking yeah, shut the fuck up. Do you know what I mean? Like, let him. Do, but it, it doesn't matter if this damages Tottenham in the long run. He will do what he what's got him to this point, which is from the streets of I'm going to say Buenos Aires. I'd imagine some, that's the only place in. Tell me another place in Argentina. I'm not being. Well, Buenos Aires is in Mexico for a start. So is it what? No, I'm joking. All right. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? Do you know what the actual panic in my voice? <laughs> He's surrounded by imbeciles, though. So that's why I got to fucking do that shit. I mean, you know, hopefully we get the defender we need in the summer, and we'll see a little less, fewer rash challenges from Romero. Yeah. Um, and, he was trying to, and, and the reason why he plays like that is because he's trying to affect the game. He, he's trying to put us on the on the front foot, right? And sometimes it's unnecessary, sure. You know, did he need to go into that challenge like he did in the first 15 minutes? Probably not. But it's because he is trying to... He's a, he's a defender that tries to then 
set the tempo of the game. You know, and that does, they talk about midfielders a lot. You know, Roy Keane used to talk about that all the time, you know, about setting the tempo, you know, whether to speed the game up, whether to slow it down. And he does try to do that from a centre-half position. Uh, and unfortunately, um, that means that you're usually coming up the back of someone. <laughs> I, I wouldn't change him. Not 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 a single no. bit about him. It, 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 we we bought him knowing what he was and what he is, and there've been moments where his aggression has really served us well. And if he wants to, Bill Nick would have loved him. Like if you if you're not interfering if you're not interfering with play, then what the hell are you doing on the pitch? Is what he said. That so so like just let him be. And and if if it if it means three red cards a season, then so fucking be it because he's so. F- so, and, and this last month has, has entrenched this in my mind that he's so much better than everything we have. And what he yeah. needs is a calm head who's really good at defending next to him. So he can be that guy. And what whoever we replace um, Eric Dyer with can just control the defence. So Romero, you do what you got to do. Be mental if you have to be. But you know that I'm here to to sweep up behind you. Uh, and that's what we're missing, and that's what we'll probably will well, we have to solve in the summer. With so much to solve in the summer, um, it does feel like a like a massively wasted opportunity. Like two weeks ago, we were in an FA Cup tie that would mean that probably we had a good run at the the final if we avoided Man City and Man, Man United. They could have gone out. We've talked about this previously many times, and uh, we had the you know. Champions League last 16 which we should beat AC Milan over two legs and we didn't do it it just feels like a waste of waste of opportunity it's like kind of like like pulling a bird who is well out of your league and then as you said earlier Alex just can't get it up have you ever had that situation like where you just think this this girl is beautiful why is my willy not reacting mm. what is that about why why won't your willy react in that why won't Spurs react in this situation where we've got AC Milan, let's go, let's let's attack it. Let's, let's attack. go. Let's attack the Panani. Attack yeah, the Panani. Uh, but it's, but, but it's stage when he won't let you, it's stage fright. It's like, is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, it's just balling it. It happened with my wife the first time. <laughs> but I ended up marrying her, so I'm I'm better than Spurs. I got the job done. <laughs> Right. You I mean, won the M well. You didn't Champions, Champions League or FA? Are we talking sort of League Cup, FA Cup? What are we saying? Audi, maybe. No, <laughs> I joke. <It's> just, <laughs> definitely Champions League. She's beautiful. Uh, but um, yeah, it's just. It's like, I genuinely do feel that there is something about there's a there's a core within this club that is still there. You know, whether that's players, it might even be staff as well. That. You know, the, the longer this thing goes on in terms of these moments where we let it slip or we don't get it over line, it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And it, it's going to become harder. It becomes harder and harder every year now to go and win a trophy or to go and win those moments. Or softer. You know, and, it's, and, and again, that was another frustration I had last night. You know, they were talking about Kane and, oh, I wouldn't blame him if he wanted to go and all the usual stuff. I was like, that's a big game he hasn't turned up in. Really? Yeah, but sometimes the system doesn't allow him to turn up. No, and I appreciate that, absolutely. But what I'm saying is, is that he's part of that team as well. You know, and then when Glenn Hoddle, Glenn Hoddle said, Do you know what? He's done his he's, bit. He scores all these goals, but he's made most of those himself. And I'm like, what? He's made 268 <laughs> goals himself, has he? He's just done that himself. <laughs> but honestly, like, it's things like that. Like, you, they know more than us. Of course they do. Like, they've played the game, right? But 
just stupid things like that and i'm like it means nothing overall the game is spurs of what has ruined it but i i like turned it off and threw the remote at the sofa because i was like fucking hell glenn that's fucking nonsense and you know it yeah so, anyway yeah he's irritatingly I, I love him to bits so, like i do as well but it's just yeah it, but it's stage. it's look it's, it's stage fright it's um there is something about this club that when moments arise it's too many times where it's not happened. There's been two times where we've gone and done it, and that has been Ajax and Man City. Um, Under one Pochettino. And I genuinely thought that, even though we lost the final in the way that we did, I genuinely thought that that was a turning point that in those big moments. That, that Those players have got that experience of those games. You know, and all of those players that we talk about, you know, the last six FA Cup exits have had... Dyer, Davis and Sanchez, or at least two of the three in the last six. But then after that 2019, I did think, well, they've had these moments as well where we've looked down and out and that's it. And it's going to be our same old Spurs. But then we've proved that it's not and gone and done it and gone and got the job done. It just seems to have just resorted back to that now. Yeah. I feel that Champions League run is a bit of an anomaly though. I mean, obviously it it was a lovely time, but... I don't think you could look at the Man City and Ajax games as um, we, we were fortunate. I'm obviously fucking over the moon we won them, but there's no performances where I think Poch got it right. Poch kind of just um, threw a Hail Mary with um, Urente and it worked. He's having the big cunt knock the ball down and hit it in with his hip, you know. Um, yeah, but it's the moment. It's not so much to get. It's the, it's, what I'm saying is, is those moments, regardless of how they come about and whether it was managerial genius or pure luck, what I'm saying is, is those moments have happened and those players have experienced them and those players have made them happen in one way or another so that, so that you gain that, that trust in yourself that you can go into these big games and go and, and, go and perform or, 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 or pull stuff off. You know, even the biggest, you know, United in the 99 um Treble, you know, in the Champions League winning final, their FA Cup semi-final. You know, they had huge, massive chunks of luck, you know, that get them there. But what I'm saying is, is that you get those moments and you almost, you take those moments and they're under your belt now. Okay, I know that we can do that and away we go next time. And it just hasn't happened. Um, So we, we're in this situation with Conte. We haven't even talked about that and we're half an hour in. Um, T, how do you feel about Antonio Conte right now? Well, previously I was saying that he'll probably see the season out. Um, I think a couple of years ago I came to the realisation that it's just not going to happen for him. And now I'm in a position where um, I feel he probably has to go. (laughs) But it would appear that it's going to stay to the Forest game at least. And if we lose that game, I'm going to be getting my my phone out and screaming Wildstar till I go horse, watching fights all over the fucking stadium. The way I feel about last night, um, his comments after the game is just feels that he's checked out, the fans have checked out. I still agree with my theory that it's a bit of Stockholm syndrome wanting Potts back because a lot of the issues that were there when he left, I still at the club, whether it be Levy managing, being a chairman in the way he is, and the shit players, we haven't got rid of all of them. So if he comes back, it's not going to be you know, an, an immediate panacea where everything's everything's nice again. But I feel we need um, we need a new face and a new voice because even in his press conferences talking about, I don't know, Milan have won the Champions League seven times and they've never won it. And, oh, man, that fuck off. Like, just shut and, the fuck up. And I'm just thinking, well, you know, he does see this club as a bit beneath him. 
and this is the custodian of the football side of Tottenham Hotspur, PLC, whatever the fuck it is. And um, it's just difficult to difficult to defend in there. He did amazingly at the tail end of last season. He beat Arsenal, got us fourth place and all the odds were against us. He's got us some good results. He's still an amazing manager. I just feel that Tottenham Hotspur and Antonio Conte is a bad fit. It's just not meant to happen. He'll, was, go, he'll go elsewhere and win stuff. There was, there was this uh, tweet. I think it was, was it Jack Pitbrook? Or it might have been someone else. I'm not sure who it was. And said um, that uh, fundamentally the point was that 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 Conte was sort of building up AC Milan as this monolith in European football. But when you look at um, Tottenham Hotspur's uh, successes in the in the Champions League compared to Antonio Conte's, who was building up AC Milan, that our, our our win percentage is something like forty four percent in the Champions League, and his is thirty seven. So maybe, yeah. and it does feel like he he feels like he's above us. Yeah, yeah, he does. I mean, I I, I kind of get why he's an elite manager, but I think he's not won a Champions League knockout game since twenty thirteen. That's ten years ago. So. Yeah. It's difficult for him to be to be given out, but I think when we when we lose a game like that, rather than the manager say, "Look, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I've let the we've let the fans down. The players are besides themselves in the dressing room, we're gonna bounce back." Doing the quote, doing the quote signs and saying that sort of stuff. Saying, "You know, I'm here for this project. I'm, you know, I'm appreciate that I'm here, and you know, I know things are up. I'm gonna see the season out." He's, he said none of that. He's just saying, "Well." Then Milan are this major European club this, and Spurs this, have a long way to go. This Milan and it, it is, is a project. No, 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 but, but it, it is a project for him. And he is halfway through the project. He's not seeing the project out. I mean, who knows? He might see the season out and do amazingly in the summer because the targets he wants. And then he ends up being our best boss since Bill fucking Nick. Who knows? That, that could still happen. But when you're having these bad results and you're not even playing the game, you're not even placating angry fans... It's just kind of, uh, it's all about your own image. It's, it's difficult to defend someone who, who's done that. Yeah, you want him to, to lift the, the, the club up and, and, and take responsibility and say, I understand, these are the issues, this is what I'm going to fix. I'm fully committed to making Tottenham better than they are right now. Look at what I've done since I arrived and this is what I can achieve going forward. But his energy is the complete polar opposite of that. And everyone like, can oh, I, don't, I don't need this. Yeah, it's like, he's, uh, he's, well, yeah, this is too hard. This is too difficult. Uh, I'm out. That, and energy, that. energy is just is is so important with it. And and we can all go back and forth about what we think about Pochettino. Uh, you know, I personally don't. I don't get the whole. You know, T's point about the the Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome, as far as I'm aware, is when you end up uh, feeling sympathies for someone that repeatedly does stuff bad to you. Or being you know, in love. It's, it's, it's when you're going for a bad situation. And you feel that someone who's not going to fix everything can fix that shit for you. Oh, it's also. Yeah, being, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure Stockholm syndrome is when you fall, fall in love with your captor. Isn't yeah? Isn't it when when yeah when you you arrive? It's metaphorical. You. It's metaphorical. It's not literal. No, I think so I think you put it wrong and you tweet yeah, it no, out and embarrass yourself. To be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're, no, you're all over the place here, T. I think we're gonna have to look at what Stockholm syndrome actually means because I think it means Alex, it means, got it badly, badly wrong. Alex, tried telling me gluten was an animal. Um, do, us, do us all a favour and lift your camera up so we can see the whole of your face. Go off your face cut off. It's like when no, I've been my, my dad on FaceTime. Yeah, I don't want you know people to see I mean? the camera off. 
Oh, I don't know. Why are you mate. so angry? Sort, sort of come out. Yeah, look, he's angry now because I've shown him up. Look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 but show me up at all. I'm correct. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think um, that they'll be go back and forth in terms of in terms of Pochettino, but I do think that the energy with the type of club that we are and the type of fan base we are, that the energy thing is is important. Like you're saying, the communication thing is is important. So whether it's Pochettino or whoever, it has got to be someone that can because we're going to have a lot of these kind of ups and downs moments and you can't have someone where every time there's a down moment it's like uh well i told almost like i told you so like that's no good that's no good to anyone um so yeah i i, I, I they were in the dressing room a long time last night it was like a whole thing that like they didn't come out for a good 40 50 minutes um i think he might even get fined i read because they didn't he didn't get out to do the interviews in in the allotted time so there was obviously yeah, what was it? What what could he possibly be saying in that in that time that would make? I thought it was like I thought it was a Kevin Keegan moment. I thought he was going to come out and be like, I, "This I can't do this anymore." See you later. Yeah. Uh, he he wants Alex. He wants out. We want him out. Why won't he leave? It can't be a money. If there's any, if he's his contract up in five months, so yeah. <clears throat> the country's uh, the con- contract would be up in June. And there'll be a new contract that could that could kick in as an option. As an option, yeah. But he, but from his perspective, he might be going. Uh, well, well, I haven't asked to leave. You sacked me, and there's this option in place running to the end of the uh, next season, which we've agreed on. I, I'm up for doing that. You have to pay me up until the end of next season, which would be around fifteen million pounds. I think if it's an option, I don't think you'd be you'd be obligated no, sh- to play until the end of the option. Must have a loyalty, must have a loyalty bonus, I reckon. Yeah. Well, anyway, control. yeah. There'll be something yeah, just, in place. That's why players don't give transfer requests anymore. Yeah, I mean, he's hardly going to starve, is he? I mean, it's just if it really is that bad, and I, I feel sorry for him. He's had a lot gone on this year. But there's no there's no denying that. Um, and you know, living at a hotel and stuff is not ideal. You know, and if he's decided that you know that is actually just too much, maybe it's a pride thing that he would never want to admit that. Actually, do you know what? It's a personal thing. Everything that's happened, you might be a bit macho about it. You know, doesn't want to be admitted about missing family. And you know, who knows? I don't know. But um, I, I, it wouldn't surprise. T's right though. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if you know, one game a week now, twelve games left, that we go and win ten of them. It, it, it wouldn't surprise me. And then what? Because if we win yeah. ten of the last twelve, Spurs fans are going, keep him. Yeah. <laughs> you should have backed him. Fuck you. Yeah, you didn't back him properly. You didn't back him properly. Keep him. If he wins ten of the last twelve, it, generally, and I would be as well. If he if he wins ten of the last twelve, I'd be going. Well, we've got to keep him because that is fucking unreal form. That's like that's like Premier League winning form. Got to stay, he's, hasn't he? He's got to go. He's got to stay. He's got to stay. <laughs> right now. He's got to go. I think of this first seventy-eight, first thirty-nine, thirty-eight games. He's got like over seventy odd points, which is um, top three form, really. I'm at a point now where, no matter no matter what it is between now and the end of the season, I think he should go because I just feel that um, he's not the right fit for the club. I think we need a different kind of manager where you need to accept that um, Simeone, Mourinho, Conte, these sort of managers are not, just not right for Tottenham and. They're just not what we want. I mean, okay, maybe we won't. We're not going to win any trophies for the next fifteen years doing what doing what I've said. But I feel that we need to have a man. Need to have a young manager with fresh ideas and plays progressive football. I think that having Conte there. I mean, if he does get top four or top three, which is still possible, 
I do feel it might be all about him. Look what I've done. This is what I've done for Tottenham. I don't feel... I mean, I know me and I have gone back and forth about Pochettino, but I feel that we probably need a manager. If it's not Pochettino, someone who embraces the club and embraces the fans a bit more. And we've had, um, we've had three seasons or four seasons of managers who are all about their own image and about their own brand. And I think, I think this should be Conte's last season now. I mean, even if you get the players he wants. One more thing, though, I'm going to... The director of football wants... Doesn't want Pochettino, so I do worry about who he'll put next. Well, we, well it'll be in, in Wormwood Scrubs by the end of this year. It doesn't really matter, yeah, does it? Yeah, like what, what the, how much authority is this guy going to have when he's been banned for 30 months of operating his country that he comes from? Like, Italian football is, you know, we know it's corrupt. There's fucking shitloads going on in Italy. This geezer's yeah, like, is a good operator in football, but he's also, if you believe what has come out, is also a bit of a crook. And I'm well, fine. we'll find out this end of this week. I think is when we is when is when we find out. Uh, and if you think that UEFA or FIFA are not gonna uh, are gonna completely disagree with with an, with the Italian FA, I think that I find that um, very unlikely. So that's it, that's what made me laugh today when I was reading all these about Paratici likes him and doesn't like him. And I was like, you might as well ask my opinion. It makes no difference. <laughs> Uh, we've got a question here from Ricky B. He says, is there actually any benefit in sacking Conte at this point in the season? Am I the only one who thinks it might be better just to keep him until the end of the season hope he can hang on to top four? It's like a week ago, I would have said, yeah, we all did. We said in this podcast, yeah, keep him. Like, just what else are we going to do? Just hang it out, long it out until the end of the season then we can get Poch in. But, if he's becoming the problem, and it feels like he is, if you believe everything that's been... And maybe we're succumbing to these news stories as well and, and our own feelings and our own disappointments of, of, of what we, we're having to witness once again. But maybe, yeah, maybe Conte is, is fine and, and the players are, uh, are right. But then you read other reports where the, this is um, this is one on Sky Sports I've got here, is that Tottenham chairman... Daniel Levy will be, will be pragmatic amid huge pressure to reappoint um, Pochettino as Spurs manager, with several players and staff pleading with the Argentine to return and <laughs> reinvigorate the club. Pleading? What the fuck are these people talking about? Right, so this, men yeah, this, and women. <laughs> Harry Kane's going, please, please, <laughs> please, Mauricio, come back. It's not happening. Nonsense. I think, it, I think it depends on it depends on Saturday. Lose to Forest, I, I, I think it's untenable. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, you know Forest have, have, have scored three and conceded thirty in their yeah. Premier League campaign. But this, but this is what I mean. I think um, you know, if you go and beat Forest convincingly, and like we said, you know, there's no reason as to why really he couldn't do one game a week now and do what he did last year in the last twelve games. That's that is. It's not. It's it's more than possible. Yeah, of course. You know, it's, of almost, course. it's almost likely. But what do we right? do then? Do we well, do? yeah, but then it depends on whoever it is that the that they want to bring in or chats that they're having about who comes in. The the issue is, like I said, Forest, and then it's international break after that, right? Two week break after that, after Saturday, or was it the uh, week? I think after? it's, I think it's after Southampton. Yeah, there's a yeah. Week, week break and then Southampton. So it could be Forest and Southampton. That international break is probably going to, if anything happens, that's when it will be. So, um, 
I'm I'm really up in the air with it. I think you know if Pochettino for me, if Pochettino said, uh, okay, yeah, I'm ready, I'll, I'll take it now, then I'd be like, well, we might as well just do it now. Then if we're pretty, if it's pretty common knowledge that he he kind of wants to go home, then let's all part friends <laughs> and and just get on with it. Um, but if Pochettino might be saying, look, you know, I don't want to be coming in at the end of the season or whatever, then yeah, I mean, who else do you want a game a week if he's willing to stay and Maybe he has got a point to prove, as as T said, if he wants to do that and he gets it sorted and he leaves by saying, look how brilliant I am, but we benefit at the same time, fine, that's all right. Um, yeah, it's just a mess. You've got a chairman that everybody fucking despises. You've got a director of football who's a crook and a manager that doesn't want to be there and a striker who doesn't probably doesn't want to be there even now. So. Did you uh, see the reports of... Um, that, well, not reports, a tweet, that there's going to be a new... Um a new demonstration against Daniel Levy. <laughs> look, Saturday. Look, yeah. When is it? It's before the Forest game, but like... What date? The 11th, isn't it? 11th of... Yeah. Yeah, 11th. 11th of... Like, you need, you need to... Like, if, if, you, if you're genuinely Enoch oh. out, you need, you need to be a part of that, that, that sort of demonstration, that protest. If you are. If, you, if you're listening to this and you're really frustrated... Then you need to make an effort to be a part of that demonstration. I think. Are you going? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> 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 it's my wife's birthday. That's so much more important to me. <laughs> it shouldn't be, but it, I mean, maybe it should be. Fucking hell, like she's she I've she got, brings me I've so got... much happiness. She really yeah. does. So I'm gonna be with her rather than fucking. But yeah, if you're if you've got nothing else to do, if your if it isn't your wife wife's birthday, then um, yeah, go down and get get a part of it. Because last time there's like fifty people there. Fifty people ain't gonna do shit. You look like yeah. it, an embarrassment if you're doing fifty people, and it's not it's not embarrassing for the people that are, are starting this this campaign against Daniel Levy or, or have been a part of it for many years. But you have to, if you really truly believe that Daniel Levy isn't the guy to take Spurs to the next level, then a groundswell, a, a movement of significant numbers is what's needed because he will have to adapt and he'll have to change because he won't like the press. He won't like the press. Like you won't, the, the, there's things that you can do to, um, to make your voice heard. But what Daniel Levy won't like in, and, and uh, bearing in mind that he's, he's, he's doing deals and he's like building racetracks and fucking Beyonce's playing at the stadium, wherever it might be. He's doing things that, that requires his rep reputation to be intact. If there's news stories around him being um, subjected to ideas that he isn't good enough to run the football club or isn't the right man to run the football club, he will hear that. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So if you genuinely don't believe that Daniel Levy and Enix should should be running the club at this stage, then go and fucking protest. If you feel yeah, that strongly. I mean, if you, you know, if you go into... Beyonce concerts at the stadium, then you're probably part of the yeah, problem. You are part of the problem. <laughs> I'm happy to be part of the problem. 
Over, over the moon. I pay a grand a, se- I pay a grand a fucking season to follow those cunts. <laughs> now I'm going to say Beyonce. Uh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Richard, and I'm going to watch F1 in the stadium as well. I can't wait. It's not, you can't watch F1. You can drive around in a fucking go-kart. Brilliant. Even better. All right, good. good. Uh, Richarlison's comments uh, to the Brazilian press. He was saying that he, um, you know, this season has been shit and that uh, he played two games against uh, West Ham and Chelsea. We won. And then suddenly he was out. What do you make of Richardson's comments there, T? I think, I think they're fine, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. Um, Did he play he's, well he's enough? Has um, he played well enough? I don't know. I mean, to he's make those comments. Shit. To make those comments. Um, he was just asking on his question. He just gave an honest answer. Um, if you're at that level, you're not going to have. You're not going to think that you're a shit footballer. I think he feels that the season's been shit because he's been very stop and start. He's had injuries. He's been out for a while. He's had no real run in the Tottenham side, and he started two games in a row, in a row which which we won. And he probably feels that he was worthy of a game. I think um, he had this test. Uh, Conte told him that if he passes a, passes this test, he can start, and he didn't didn't get a starting role. So. It's frustration, it's dirty washing, which you could, probably could have done without after a bad result. But I'm all for footballers speaker. Probably why I don't really mind Danny Rose too much. But um, ultimately, the Sheffield United game was an absolute car crash. And yeah, yeah well, he, he, <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason it's not started since then. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have any issue with it either, to be honest. I feel like, especially when you're answering in your native tongue, you know, it's content, context and tone you know, is difficult to 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 get. And I think if if he'd been, you know, in the eleven on the Friday and been working as part of the eleven on the Friday and and been told that, you know, you're part of plans and then you're on the bench, you're gonna be frustrated. You know, not everyone is as kind of vanilla and as they are in as Harry Kane is and, you know, in terms of his media outlook and stuff. You know, Richarlison's a bit of a hothead. We know that. I had no issue with it really. You know, it's just is what it is. But he hasn't been good enough to demand that kind of position. I don't think even in those games against West Ham and and Chelsea he was okay, but he was. Yeah, but I think if he'd have been saying, you know, and I played, I played in those games and I played really well and I was the difference, then yeah, I think you'd have a point. But he he wasn't saying that. He was saying that I played in the last two games, uh, two games that 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 we'd won. I mean, we'd worked on the same shape on the Friday, and then I found out I'm on the bench. You know, if 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 Sun had come, if Sun had been ripping it up. Uh, and That's still it. be on the bench and all the rest of it. Then, then he probably would have gone, okay, well, you know. But That's he isn't. And Son was fucking atrocious again yeah. last night. What What do you think, Alex? What What's happening with Son? Why, what, why do? You, like, what? Can you explain it at all? Can you find any kind of logical explanation as to why he's playing as badly as he is? Because he looks. It doesn't look like he belongs at the level, and we know he does because he's probably logic. Over- logic tell. I didn't want to at this when this kind of became a thing, like a real thing, you know, as we were getting towards the halfway point of the season, um, you know, listening to to people like Windy and stuff like talk about, you know, just in terms of being asked to do stuff that he's not very good at and all the rest of it, I was a bit like, mm, that's a bit of a cop-out, I think, um, because he's doing the stuff he is good at shit as well. Um, but for it to be going on this long, and it's the same type of performance every week... Yeah, like he's not even been ups and downs really. Like he scored some goals off the bench, and but but really every time he started, it's been the same performance. 
Well, the exact those, those goals, the goals off the bench, so specifically the Palace game, was when it, we changed to a three-five-two, which would have put him up top with Harry. But well, this is what I mean, yeah. So, so I'm, so it must be a system thing, and so logic, logic tells me it must be a system thing. But it could very well also be that, you know, he's just fallen off a cliff and, and confidence and all the rest of it and all of those other variables that you can't measure. The, the, the truth is, we we won't know, but. You know, if someone else comes in and we play a slightly different system and he's playing them and suddenly is absolutely fine again next year, then it's probably your answer. Well, but maybe the um, last eight years don't mean anything and he actually is just shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's out doing his XG, wasn't he? Yeah, that's it. That's what it is. So, that, out... so now it's averted to the norm. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, uh, final question from uh, Mo Money, Mo Problems. Uh, surely hiring managers, giving them three or four players that they want, and then firing them isn't sustainable. What is the next guy going? Uh, what if the next guy doesn't rate Poro, Decky, and we have to start all over again? Again, this isn't unique to Tottenham, though. No, it's just you need the right man. To... Every every club does this. Every club and people keep saying, "Oh, Spurs keep sacking managers." Tell me a club that doesn't. Klopp's been there ages, and our, all right, Arsenal stuck with Arteta when you know. Everyone was screaming from the rooftops that it needs that it needs to go. Where where else does it not happen? No, yeah, everywhere, everywhere. Just football. Yeah, and actually, he hasn't got the centre backs that he needed. And no, there is a slight worry that that we've we've bought win backs with you know Udogi and uh, Poro's come in. <coughs> we've got Jed Spence on loan, and Emerson Royale who is very good. Like we don't have defenders that can play in a back four, so how much investment needs to go into this? A lot of money needs still to go into this club, or we just get a manager who manages to make it all work because it is there. We're better than we play. We can play better football than what we've seen this season. So we just get a manager in that can make it happen. And if you want it on the flip side, like people saying about you know, Conte would have wanted X and wanted Y. I didn't want Jed Spence and. You know, even was Udogi one of one of his? Would he have insisted that he come straight away? Or you know, so it, it, like Levy, uh, Levy and Paratici are either buying, you know, are either buying him players that they think actually it could be for someone else as well as Conte, and people moan about that, and it's not exactly what Conte wanted, or or they're not. So when people then say, "Oh well, you know, what are we going to do with Poro and Udogi and all the rest of it and Spence and stuff moving forward?" But it's like, well, hold on a minute. They've either been bought to be played under different types of managers, or they or they've been just for Conte. You've told us before that you don't think they are just for Conte. So surely that's a good thing. Well, you remember when um, Pochettino came in and he he told Danny Rose that he was going to make him an England international, and you know when he signed that contract, the five-year contract at that time. Everybody laughed at it. It was like, not even that. They were vicious in their vitriol against the uh, club about why Danny Rose was being given a five-year deal. And Pochettino turned him into what was the best left left back, because we played about four, in the league. And you, you, what, what could he do with Jed Spence, Porro, less so Emerson Real maybe, but definitely like attacking wing-backs like Carl Walker was and, and Dan, Danny Rose was but Poro and De Jed Spence fit that mould completely um, in the next uh, week or so we're going to do a special podcast on Daniel Levy and not less so Daniel Levy sorry uh, uh, um, Pochettino are we? 
No, you not. You're not. You're not involved. Why? Because I mean, how much do you have? Do you, you have got a lot to add? Have you? Who loves him? Out of all of us, who loves him more than me? Yeah, that's not what we need, though, is it? It's not who's going to wank him off the best. Who's going to suck? You, have, the, you have someone that does, and then you get on someone, you know, someone right, who knows. Well, you can come on if you want. Well, if you... well thank you. I mean, shouldn't have to have production meetings on air. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but it's ridiculous. Uh, final question here is uh, from OB. He says, you can get rid of one, Enoch or Conte T? Enoch. What, so you keep so a new ownership... So what, what's your reason? Um, in the kind of problem, um, and if you if I've got to get rid of one or the other, and Spencer one of them who and one of them who gets one of them who get rid of gets replaced with something that we want, so I I don't know if we if Conte leaves and we get I don't know a Pep Guardiola with Pochettino's personality, then you know I think I think the ownership is a problem and. Um, yeah, I'd probably get rid of Enoch before I get rid of Conte. See, do you know what would be the greatest thing? The greatest that? achievement that Tottenham Hotspur could ever achieve. Fuck Bill Nick's, um, you know, double winning team, 61, you know, 67, Cliff Jones, Birkenshaw in the 80s. It'd be if we can somehow get Pep Guardiola and fucking break him. Break him, <laughs> make him seem human. Like if we can, if we can get Pep Guardiola into Tottenham and make him not win, I would die happy. So. That's the thing. People saying, "Oh, look, uh, what uh, you know, uh, Pep will only be proven if he went to Burnley and went and do it." Fuck, like fuck that. Come to us. Yeah, come and make Spurs. We'll give you the money. Well, you'll have some money. You'll have enough yeah. to do what you want to do and see how you fail. See how you felt. If you're a fucking man, Pep Guardiola, if you're a fucking man, if you if you think you know shit all about football, then come to Tottenham and see what happens to you. You'll be broken. You'll be in a little cesspit like the rest of us, swilling around in this horror that is Tottenham Hotspur. How would you feel if um, the lady who won the England Lioness is Tottenham? <laughs> how would you feel about that? All in on that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. Absolutely happy with that, T. I just want, that's what we want, though. I want to say to Pep Gallo, come come over here, mate. Come and, come and win some, something with this double-headed coin here. This one double-headed sided coin here. And you 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 do whatever you like. Well, I guarantee you, you ain't getting tails. Yeah, you ain't. No chance. All right, that'll do, boys. We go. Up the Spurs. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.